This week on Moms Moving On. I don't want anyone to think that we have like unicorn clients running around with unicorn lives. They're just like everybody else. But what they did was they avoided the thing that was going to make them not like each other even more. The telephone game, the litigation system. There's literally a V in between your names. You know, like if you have mom versus dad, of course, those two parties are going to be at odds with one another. I had to do a lot of work both on myself and on my environment, you know, plucking out the things in your environment that continue to bring you back to that not elevated version of yourself is also very important. Harvesting, essentially, you got to, you know, when you harvest, you have to weep. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Moving On. You know, if there's something that I love doing most in these podcasts is bringing you badassery. It's one thing to find experts, but then it's quite a whole other thing to find the best in the field, the best at what they do, and the ones who are just great to talk to. And that's exactly why I have Ashley Nicole Russell on with us. Ashley Nicole is an attorney, the first practicing collaborative attorney in Greenville, North Carolina. And what if I told you she's younger than me? She's, she's this young, beautiful millennial babe who was named one of the 10 best female attorneys in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Law Attorneys. She's well known across the country for her ability to help people divorce healthy. And what a coincidence, the name of her podcast is Divorce Healthy. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Michelle, it's so good to be on your podcast and to be talking to all the moms moving on in the most positive and healthy direction. Well, that's what we want. And, you know, you are absolutely living proof of making that come to fruition. Um, Can you explain a little bit to our listeners who aren't familiar with collaborative law? Explain to them what that is and why you're so passionate about it. So collaborative law is, um, is, you know, it's kind of an interesting concept. It is very similar to mediation, but it's not mediation. It's an alternative dispute resolution process. So it is handled outside of the courtroom, very important, avoiding litigation. And it is not mediation in that there's not one neutral third party. You're both represented by an attorney. So four people sit in a room together. Basically, the thing that I love to describe it as is it's the avoidance of the telephone game. When you're getting divorced, you hire an attorney. That attorney calls the other attorney and then tells your spouse something. And I mean, we knew in second grade that that is, has a failure rate of a hundred percent. Do you remember playing the telephone game? (laughs) I mean, so why do we engage in that every day, every day? And so we all sit in the room together. We sign a contract that says no one's going to take anyone to litigation. That makes you um, comfortable in the room. We call it the container because of that. So that, you know, you don't have to feel like Bob's going to be cross-examining me in the future. You can kind of say what you want to say and it's not going out of that room. So we do, it does help with a lot of closure. Um, Some, you know, man in the mirror moments are had there because the attorneys can witness what the client, like the breakdown of the communication and be like, Hey, okay, you didn't hear that correctly. Let's let's rephrase because I don't even know what you're responding on right now. You know what I'm saying? which is a beautiful thing. And we can also bring the voice of the children in. One of the most amazing and impactful aspects is that we can bring in coaches like yourself or child specialists is what we call them. And they meet with the kids and they can come in and regurgitate full conversations that the adult parents have had that they would have promised me that their kids never heard. And 
bring to light, you know, how much the kids are actually affected by it when you have conflict that's evident to them, you know, when you're doing it in front of them. And so that shows, you know, the clients how to pull back and to have their own boundaries. So it's a really amazing process that generally keeps clients out of the courtroom. Their success rate of settlement is almost 100%. And that means that you avoid lengthy court battles. You avoid all the cost of litigation. It's incredibly less expensive. And our main focus is on your kids. I'm a child of divorce. That's why I started all of this. I know what happens to kids when they end up, their parents end up in litigation or at adversarial divorces and what, how long-term effect those can be. And so this process solves all those problems. And it's really amazing. It's just, we got to get that awareness out there. So thanks so much for having me on. Well, I love having you on and I love that you're speaking to reducing the conflict because, you know, everyone's out here saying, oh, divorce messes up the kids. No, it's not the divorce that messes up the kids. It's the conflict thereafter and what they're seeing and what they're involved in in regards to tension. So do you have any success stories of families with kids that came into your, you know, gate, like totally ready for battle and how you sort of took them down from that mindset? Oh my goodness. I'm all sure of my clients. Yes. All of my clients are healthy, happy, contributing members of society. Now, are they perfect? Are they perfect co-parents? And no, not by a long shot. Do they have to come back to me frequently, you know, to be able to, um, you know, come back to what's called the container so that we can help them like for the next step, et cetera? Absolutely. So I don't want anyone to think that we have like unicorn clients running around with unicorn lives. They're just like everybody else. But what they did was they avoided the thing that was going to make them not like each other even more. The telephone game, the litigation system, there's literally a V in between your names. You know, like if you have mom versus dad, of course, those two parties are going to be at odds with one another. So, you know, because litigation has so much, so many adversarial components, it creates this animosity between the parents that they almost can't avoid. Additionally, divorce attorneys, not all of them mean to do it, but they increase the animosity because of the natural uh, landscape of litigation that you're entering yourself into. The family just doesn't belong in court. That's what we all know. The family does not belong in court, period. Nobody's equipped for it. And that's why they say, you know, Divorce is seeing really good people at their worst because there's all of these emotions from unraveling a marriage. And then there's this fear of being in a court. Like, that's scary. That's intimidating. And having to continue fighting when you thought, okay, leaving this marriage would end the fighting. So mm-hmm. it's, it's such a brilliant concept. And I'm so excited that it's becoming more normalized as people like you and I set out in our careers to normalize divorce. Listen, half the, the world's population will be divorced once. Ha- uh, 60% of second marriages will end up divorced. So why aren't we making this more normalized and looking at it as as just a stepping stone or a roadblock into the next phase of your life? All of our lives are changing at all times. And so, you know, to look at divorce as, as this terrible stigma, I think it's, it's just, it does such a disservice, especially to parents who have enough guilt as it is, Mm -hmm. you know, adding that, you know, Oh God, you got divorced. How terrible is is just one of the worst things we can do. And that's why I do the work that I do to try and and make people feel less uh, guilty. Stigmatized. Stigmatized (laughs) or less guilty for making a choice that may serve them well. 
the stigma, let's talk about that. Because if we can get a little bit of awareness around the stigma, I think people will stop feeling like, you know, it's personal. It was, it's an industry. It was created because of a decision by a governor in a state that led to off, which is wonderful, off the back of the feminist movement, you know, women could decide that they wanted to get divorced without it being that um, their husband had to abuse them or that there was infidelity. That used to be the only way women could get divorced. So then off the back of the feminist movement, they all were able to file. Well, because so many women filed at one time, not because anybody's fault, just because of the act of what was happening in the country at that time, a tidal wave literally created in California and spread across the United States of filings. Well, think about the court system and how archaic it is. If a tidal wave comes onto it, how equipped is it to really pick up the pieces and get with the program fast enough to handle all those filings? It's not. So then those lasted two to three years. Meanwhile, divorce attorneys are making $300 an hour to $1,000 an hour for three years. Now an industry has been created, a 55 or a $50 billion industry in America. And then you have to unwind the industry when you realize the industry is hurting people. It, it wasn't, you know, when we can kind of see it for the whole thing, then it's not a stigma, right? It was just a circumstance of events that we didn't know was going to happen. And now the pendulum has swung way too far and it's got to come back and it's coming back. That's what's happening. You know, you and I are helping it. Move right along. <laughs> the always swings again. It doesn't mm-hmm. stay in one place for long. But because of people like you, um, we're getting to that good place again. Can you tell us a little bit about your own past? I know you and I chatted for your podcast about doing the work within yourself to be able to get to that healthy place after divorce. And I love the word healthy, right? Because mm-hmm. happy does not always mean healthy. So mm-hmm. you want to get to a healthy mindset, um, one that allows you to move forward without repeating the mistakes of the past. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looked like for you? Yeah. So, you know, when I talk about the concept of divorce healthy, for me, that really means that you have um, analyzed and understood your divorce and your own part in it. You've realized that it's a part and a plotted point along your journey, which is to another place that you've identified in the future, Mm -hmm. that you're actively working on yourself and getting to that plotted point that you've identified with the understanding that once you do arrive at that plotted point, that you pick another plotted point and that you continue that there on after for the rest of your life in a way that is understanding that your place on this planet is that to be kind and to be, you know, as good of a person as you can, but to give yourself grace because that's all you can do. That's my concept of divorce healthy. I love that. And, you know, one of the things that I always hear is, oh my God, you're so lucky. You made it look so easy. And look at you, you're remarried. And that's so fantastic. Can you speak to that? Because you know how (laughs) there's no luck in this. There's hard, wet, there's tears, there's endless sleepless nights and lots of stomach aches. Oh my gosh. Uh, Walking in the middle of the night at like 2 a.m. to just like, what am I doing with my life right now? Yes. Okay. So, you know, I am 34, which is an incredibly young age to have gotten to this place. And some of that was, you know, extra. Two snaps for this one. Whoop, whoop. So, you know, a lot of that was maybe a little um, mal adjusted because I was walking at 3 a.m. thinking about business and other things that I was putting my mind on to avoid um, doing the internal work for a while, you know, because nobody really wants to get down in the dirty of the person staring back you 
back at you in the mirror because we all know it's hard. It's the hardest thing that you do, you know, to really look at yourself and see your flaws and then accept them. You know, I can do nothing about a lot of things in my personality that I probably would like to change if I could, but I actively work to do what I can every day, you know, but you got to give yourself grace too. It's such a balance. And everybody talks about balance. You know, that word is, it can get old. But it is, it is something that's an, it's a forever play. You're always moving forward. But it's not easy, you know. It's not easy to this day. I have been able to achieve a life that I've constructed in my mind because I identified that plotted point. And I am very content with my life. You know, I'm very happy with the life that I have and um, with my soon-to-be husband and the careers and what I've built. And I've looked very much so forward to the future and the things that I've planned for that. Um, but I had to do a lot of work both on myself and on my environment, you know, plucking out the things in your environment that continue to bring you back to that um, not elevated version of yourself is also very important. Harvesting, essentially, you got to, you know, when you harvest, you have to weed. And um, it's, it's incredibly important. And I've had to make a lot of hard decisions in that effect, you know, with my parents, I am a child of divorce. And so um, my parents' divorce really has, it created a lot of animosity in my life whenever I was a child. But there was going to be something that happened to me. So if it's something like that, that I can kind of control and manipulate into making lemonade out of lemons, then I'm so glad it's that, you know? And so I, I say, I see the silver lining there and I think that's what it's about, you know, but it's definitely not easy and we're not lucky because this is, you know, we were determined. And when you write it out, write it on your mirror, write exactly what your dreams are on your dream board, you can actually get there. That's kind of the hardest concept to believe is that it's just that easy, right? Well, and and people don't want to believe it's just that easy. And you're speaking the language of our community because lemons to lemonade is our, that's our thing. Um, But, you know, one of the first things my clients get is a journal from me because I truly believe and Harvard researchers and science has proved that putting your feelings out onto paper, taking it from your brain somewhere outside of your body, sort of puts you in this state of owing to yourself that you're going to follow through with this dream or this goal. And like we talked about on your podcast, the bathroom mirror note is something that all of my clients also have to do. And we take it really seriously. It could be no more than three lines. I will find strength in being alone. I will do that by, and I'm doing this because, you know, that, that, that for me is the ideal note that my clients write. It is never, you know, I'm just going to, I want to be married again. Yes, that's so nice. But your your happily ever after should be a lot more to do with yourself than somebody else. Um, that's, that's, you know, something that we also work on together in our coaching process. But putting those feelings out there, inevitably, like it's like you've signed a contract with the universe and you have to make it happen. Accountability. That's and- all it's about, Yes. Figuring out to be your own, how to be your own accountability partner is one of the greatest agreements you can give to yourself because when you can hold yourself accountable, you can get basically anything done. You can make any change that you want to make, whether that be your diet, whether it be your love life, whether it be your exercise program, you know, if you can be self-accountable, that's really where it's at. And I think that, you know, what the goal really is, you know, it is, uh, you know, you want to have those real interpersonal relationships. Is it, oh, I want to get married again? I think more so it's, I want to be healthy enough and whole enough yeah. that I can have a relationship with another person that promotes their life and promotes mine as well, you know? And I think that 
that's where I finally got to. And when I got to that place is when the man of my dreams magnetized into my life. You know what I'm saying? But it was not before then. And no matter how hard I wanted it before then, you know, because I did want my own family and to kind of remake the, the, the bad of the past of my life to where I could feel like I had kind of, you know, rewritten that into a better, more positive program. And, but to get there, you have to really be centered, you know, inside before that magnet comes to you. Cause, cause things magnetize to each other. And I think that that's a big thing. And you also have to be very aware of your faults in your previous marriage so that you don't uh, repeat them. I mean, owning it and coming to terms with it is the best way to avoid bringing the same issues into your second marriage. For me, it was this fear of confrontation, which led to really poor communication skills on my part. I would just shut down and didn't want to fight. So I would just disappear. And I knew that that was not healthy. So I could not bring that into my second marriage. And that was something I worked on. Hey guys, Michelle here. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I am. We'll be back with more, but first a word from our sponsor. Divorce is never easy. And when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events. Documentable text messaging. And an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time-and-date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R FAIR. Subscribe at BeFair.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to FAIR.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code MICHELLE to save 20% off the cost of the app. What is one piece of advice you can give to our listeners today who are either thinking of moving on or in the process of moving on and need a little dose of healthy inspiration? Perspective. So perspective is literally everything in life. I think that the, you know, the definition of healing is perspective. You have to have a perspective of yourself and of your life. The best way to do that is truly change what you're looking at. You know, I think that a good change of scenery to have a conscious thought process, you know, like you're saying, I'm going to drive to the beach to think for two hours about what it is that I'm doing and where it is that I'm going, or I'm going to go into the shower and have a long bath, or you're going to light some candles or whatever. Just have an actual scenery change to something that's positive. And then in that place, think about what it is that you want out of your life and write it down. 
That is so important, you know, and I think I traveled a lot by myself in my year of separation. And, you know, when you're looking at just this most picturesque view, generally you think, I want to know where you went. I went to Barcelona and I went all over France and I went to Costa Rica and I, I traveled a lot. I, um, I really, and Barcelona was just amazing. You know, I'm like walking in these, this old, old world with my headphones in, listening to, um, listening to music that's like very inspirational. Amos Lee is who I was listening to. Yes. Right. And so I'm like, you know, just inspired by, you know, what I'm listening to and what I'm looking at. And then, you know, those thoughts creep in, like, why am I experiencing this by myself? I should have someone else that is here with me enjoying this. But it's one of the most transformative experiences Yes, travel alone and have that time alone. I'm so glad you had that. This, you know what, getting to know you, Ashley, Nicole, (laughs) this is why you have the perspective you have and the ability to do what you do and and the reason why you're applauded and awarded for it, because you've given yourself, like you've actually done the work post-divorce that you know is so transformative and important for other people to do. I find you fascinating. Oh, thanks. I find you fascinating as well. And I love your message because it's no nonsense. And that's really what people need in this world. They don't need to be coddled. They need to be helped and loved through understanding. You know, that's what I do for my clients. I'm here for you. I'm caring for you, but I'm not going to listen to your story that you're telling yourself to make yourself feel better. It's not going to happen. (laughs) And and for my clients who are already working with me, they know I do take a more holistic approach to coaching, but it is very much like, we're going to work on your feelings so much as you allow me to like referee those feelings because honey, those feelings need refereeing. Um, Bad. (laughs) Yeah. Before we go, two things. I need you to share a quote that is personal to you that has helped you on your journey. Mm-hmm. We'll start with that. And then we're going to end with where everybody can find your fabulousness. Uh, <laughs> this is a funny one, but the one that comes to mind, because that's always the best, right? Is the statement that I've always heard. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we would all have a Merry Christmas. My, that's my husband's favorite thing to say. Nuh-uh! Mom always said that to him. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, um, his, his second part is that if ifs and buts and candy and nuts... I don't know, something, but he's always saying that because his mom always said that. That is so funny. It helps me to not um, make excuses. You know, I don't make excuses to myself. I am a very self-accountable person because I know that if I make an excuse to myself, I literally hear that saying and I'm like, you know. Right. Exactly. So funny. Oh my God. You're (laughs) the only other person I've ever heard that from. Wow. That's Um, hilarious. I, I love you. Okay. So where can we find you? Where can our listeners connect with you? Podcast, Instagram, blog, website, all of that. So the the podcast is Divorce Healthy and you can find that on Amazon or Spotify or uh, Apple, uh, wherever you podcast, it'll be there. And then um, the book is on Amazon as well, The Cure for Divorce Culture. It does go through a lot of that attachment theory. It goes through a historical perspective of divorce and what's happened. Again, all about the perspective, the 20,000 foot view, pulling back, not hugging the tree, seeing the forest. We want that for our clients. And the book really helps you do that so that you don't see divorce as something that's as personal. I know it's personal. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be offensive by saying that, but 
a, a lot of people go through it. A lot have come before you. So listen to that and it's helpful, you know, if you have that perspective. Awesome. And then um, A&R yeah. Law has a lot of blogs. You'll be on the blog soon. And then um, has a lot of other information as well, just about the collaborative process and that type of thing. I do want to highlight a nonprofit that I created in North Carolina that we're trying to create across the other states too, which is NCCAN, North Carolina Collaborative Attorney Network. You know, collaborative attorneys are important because they are vowing to stay out of court. And so if you're finding a person like that, if you're going through something like divorce, then they're going to give you good advice. And I think that, you know, do you have another collaborative format in your state? Contact us and we can try to lead you to that, um, you know, all across America. If there's a body like that, that can help you in your state where you are. So um, we're trying to do the good work just like you are. But I do want to note this. So I, you know, back to that lucky thing. A lot of people think once you get there, once you get that relationship where you're good, no, it still goes on every day. So I still do this self-work, you know, I'm always trying to make sure that I'm not impeding on Keith's boundaries with all my drama from the past. And it doesn't just go away. It's something that's an ever evolving process. So know that just because we're here in this space doesn't believe, doesn't mean that we're not also still struggling in the mirror sometimes to this day. It just is a continual work. So we're all in it together. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. And um, congratulations, early congratulations to you. You're getting married in another month. Yes, what? in November. November what? November the 10th. Oh, that's really soon. I'm so excited for you. And I can't wait to see the pictures and hear the details. Thank you again. And for all of you listening, thank you for being here. You know, I appreciate you. Keep on keeping on and you know where to find us if you need any help. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.